Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor, and I'm very excited about this week's guest. She is a photographer and director based in New York City. Welcome to the show, Hannah Sider. Hello, I'm excited to be here. Um, I'm also excited to have Hannah on because we have had many conversations about her being on the show and it's it's finally here. The day is here. It's happening. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about this for, this has been months, months coming. Literally months, months in the works, but we've just been sitting here. I've been airing my grievances to her and I don't know why this is the first question I want to ask you, but how is how would you rate 2023 so far out of 10? Okay, let's see. Um, I feel like, ooh, hmm, I want to give it like, I don't know, I want to be optimistic for the for the remainder of the year. I want to give it like, I want to give it a seven or an eight. Okay. Um, I feel like the, the beginning half of this year, I mean, I, I don't, I can't complain. The beginning half of this year has been pretty, pretty good for me. I've been in LA a lot. I've been shooting a lot. Um, I've been working. Um, so I can't complain. I'm like, I also just feel like this summer is really going to be a crazy summer. I feel it. I don't yeah. know why. I'm like, I just feel like there's something about everyone's energy that it's like, no, 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 no. This summer, this summer is the one. We're really back outside. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I feel like last summer was kind of, I don't know. Last summer was the first summer since the pandemic that yeah. I really felt like, things were back to normal to some in some sense but I think that I still you know I still feel like last summer just was such a blur like it was like you know I feel like it was trying to kind of balance like being social and doing things again and then like just like also feeling so drained being around people all the time and like trying to kind of balance that um and you know I feel like in New York it's in in New York, it's hard because the summer is, there's just always something happening. There's always something happening. And it's like, you know, you can leave your house at noon and like, just, you know, without any plan, maybe you're going to meet someone for lunch. And then you don't come back to your house for several hours. And then it's 4am yes. and you're coming home yes. and it's like, you've done a hundred things. And like, you know, it's just like the summer in New York just has that energy. It's really crazy, but I love it. I really love it. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, I feel like I need that. That's what I need. I need to also get a electric cat feeder because I will leave my house for lunch and then realize, oh shit, I haven't been home in 12 hours. And also I didn't get my cat's dinner. So I will be getting an automatic dinner feeder for them. That's why, that's why this guy is uh, being such a grump. Feeder's always up to some <laughs> shit. He literally has his face like buried into the couch right now to like get the, the sunlight away from him. He's smushed. Like, he's literally smushed. He's a smushed little face kitty. But no, I, I like your optimism though. And I really have been very much trying to like lean into let me be positive because I feel like you then attract that right like very basic law of attraction type shit totally um but I'm like I feel like as many things as I would love to just constantly complain about I'm like I don't think that that's for the best you know no I think that I mean I feel like I don't know I I really believe in what you're saying and I feel like you know it's important to like manifest of how you want something to be and how you want the year to be. And it's like, you know, I don't want to give it a 10 because I'm like, (laughs) okay, whoa, like, why is this the best year ever? Um, You know, I'm, I'm going to save the 10 for like, for really a really epic year. Um, 
but I also feel like it's important to just like really be optimistic about the future and be optimistic about things happening. And, you know, I think a big part of that for me is just like being a creative, being a freelancer. It's like, you know, everything kind of goes in waves with work and with the industry. And it's like, you really have to, um, you really have to be, stay optimistic and you really have to, you know, not, you know, some people will take things really personally. It's like if they don't get a job or if something happens or, you know, someone else gets booked for something or something falls through. And I really have to just kind of let that roll off. You have to bounce back. Yeah. And I have to always like be expecting that things are still going to come to me. Yeah. And And just like put that energy out there. Yeah, exactly. Just like kind of put it out there and like, it's not to say that you're not allowed to be upset, right? Like you can, if something is shitty, it's like, okay, it's shitty. You're annoyed about it, whatever. But I'm like within reason. And then you have to like, kind of, I, for me, I manage my kind of expectations, but also am hopeful. And, and that's where the optimism has been coming in. And I've really been trying to like drill that into my fucking head. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is just like a little something. Yeah. And then that's when good things happen. It's like, you can enjoy it. You're like, wow, this is amazing. And that's why I'm like this summer, I will be feral. I call it Hannah festing. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually so fucking Whenever something, whenever I say like, I want to do something or I'm going to do something and it happens, I'll be like, yeah, I Hannah fested that. And, and you did, and I might start saying that, and it will yeah. not make any sense. I'll be like, Nora, who, who the fuck are you saying? What is Who's this word? <laughs> Who's Hannah? I'm like, also, you do have the name of one of my favorite people, which is my niece. And, and you also spell it the same way, so I, yeah. I love that for you yeah. guys. Um, but okay, so... It's the only way to spell it. Exactly. Honestly, any other way... It's a palindrome, as it should be. <laughs> I understand that Arabic and English are different languages, but every Hannah that comes here, why is your name spelled like that? Why is your name H-A-N-A? I'm just attacking. It, I just hand. feel like it's like, I just feel like you ran out of ink while you were writing it. <laughs> Phonetically, it's H-A-N-N-A-H. Yeah. I hooked on phonics. It worked for me. Did you guys? Phonics. <laughs> Wait, okay. So we're going to go back really quickly. I don't know why I needed to start with that question, but now we're going to, we're going to work our way back in that you were born in Malawi, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. When did you move to Canada or like, what was like, were you back and forth? Yeah. So I was back and forth. Um, my parents were there, they were doing emergency relief work. Um, Malawi has had, you know, Malawi has had a lot of problems. There's been a lot of problems with severe famine and drought, um, and, you know, people dying of malaria. And, uh, so my parents were working with an organization there and they, we're back and forth between there and Canada. I'd come back to Canada, you know, maybe every couple of years for a few months. Um, and back and forth until I was 14. So I did have like a few years in there where I went to school in Canada. Um, and I was, you know, kind of just like back and forth with like certain things where like I was going to an international school in Malawi and then I would come back and I was like in the Canadian curriculum and you know so I think there was a lot of things that were difficult with that as a kid and like a lot of adjusting of like being in different places and kind of like having to meet new people and like but I also you know I feel like at the time at the time you don't necessarily appreciate all that like moving around and it feels like a lot and you know I was always just like I can't wait till I'm an adult and I'm just gonna stay in one place for the rest of my life but now I feel like I appreciate that so much and I'm like 
feel like it's made me a really open person. It's made me a per, you know, easy to kind of talk to people. Um, and I also love traveling. Now. Yeah. No <laughs> like, jokes on me. I'm not going to stay put now. <laughs> like I've, I've been brought up a certain way and now it's actually really part of who I am. And I think it's normal for like children to crave consistency. They like routine. Like this is very much just like every kid wants that. And like, but you, and you can't appreciate certain things, but that's literally now that I reflect on like, oh, I'm really glad that I lived in Malaysia. Like that was a really fucking unique experience. And I was exposed to different cultures and different people. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm more adaptable and all these things that you really are not thinking about when you're like seven years old. Like when no, you're seven, you're sure. like, I want to go to Chick-fil-A and there's no Chick-fil-A yeah. here. I don't want to be here. Yeah. I just want to go somewhere where I can get Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Like I remember going back to Africa for a year when I was 14 and it would have been me the first year that I started high school. And I remember just being so upset about that. I'm like, this is the most important year of my life. And my mom and I were like, okay, well, uh, who's going to tell her? Literally, who's going to tell this child that that's not Who's going to tell her that high school actually doesn't matter? It really doesn't. And But at that time, it does feel like this big, important thing because... Super intimidating. Like, I'm like, okay, well, if I miss the first year, how am I going to have any friends? Like, I'm going to come in the second year and I'm going to be like an outsider already um but now in retrospect I feel obviously I realize that high school doesn't matter but I also feel like you know all those experiences and like being able to live being able to live overseas and like being like you said being able to experience different culture I think also you know living living somewhere where there was a lot of people that really didn't have anything and you know it's like the fact that like even the fact that children could dying of starvation in in our world is crazy to me and I think that it's also something that has made me very grateful as a person and a very you know I'm always very appreciative of everything that I have um and I think that you know I think that it's actually something that more people need to experience yeah because it gives you perspective and it puts it just allows you to see the world in a very real way at a Mm -hmm. young age, which I don't think most people living in like North America are aware of, like, Mm -hmm. unless you are there and you see it, like it's hard as a child to be able to even think about that. Cause you're probably thinking about high school being really important to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you see, you know, all these other things that I do think it gives you this different type of gratitude, but also Mm -hmm. just, I think more empathy and like, I don't know. Like, I think it helps you grow into like a less selfish adult. Yeah. I think it it, it helps you realize in a lot of situations where it's like these trivial things don't matter. No, Like these little, you know, being worried about making friends in high school, it doesn't matter when you see how you know some people are living with nothing yeah because it's like having a friend is great but it's not essential to your life right you know like a basic human yes yes. yeah like you you will be okay without it yeah but like there are other people who definitely like that's not even a singular concern that they have and i think no it's really it's really like important i think to expose children to just different cultures in general, regardless of like what their situation is or what's like, it's, it really gives you kind of this like added, 
I don't know, like just like lens to view things with. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, no, I was so annoying. Like when I graduated from high school, I was like, I'm going to move to America and I'm never going to come back here. And now I'm like, wow, I hate America so much. Why yeah. did I want to be here? <laughs> Whose idea was this? Like, like, this is what I wanted. <laughs> why did I want this? I was like, this is actually so terrible. Um, but no, I, I think that it's really cool though. Cause when I first met you, so I met Hannah this is so random. I'm like, I met you in Turkey, like several on an amazing trip. Yes. On an amazing <laughs> trip. I met her in Turkey and I was like, this girl is so fucking nice. And then I was like, I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, she must be Canadian. Like, I can't even explain it to you. Like, hadn't heard you speak. I was like the way you're I'm like, no, 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 she's Canadian. Like she's, there's no way she's American. Not to say that there aren't nice American people. I'm American. I'm so lovely, but <laughs> look at like, me. look at me, but no, I was like, and then you were like, yeah, I can. I was like, okay, yeah, makes sense. Adds up. Your yeah. energy is so warm and welcoming and not mean or just, I don't know. I'm like, it's just, why are Canadians so nice? Can you explain it to me? Cause I can't understand it. Well, I mean, this is something, okay, so this is something that I actually kind of battle with a little bit because I do feel like I can be too nice sometimes where I'm like, okay, like I need to put my foot down or I need to be assertive. And, um, you know, I think that Canadian, you know, it's Canadian culture that everyone is super friendly. Everybody, you know, I've lived in different parts of Canada and I think it's just especially when you're in maybe like smaller cities or you know i've lived in cities where it's like you'll come you'll be walking to a crosswalk and it's not your light and the car is like waving you across the street at like a four-way intersection and i'm like this could cause an accident yeah like yeah but it's just like you know it's like i think sometimes it's like nice to a point where it's Sometimes it's nice to a point where I'm like, okay, this isn't also effective. You're, you're creating a dangerous situation. Yes. You, you, yeah. You are, you are actually possibly going to die right now. So maybe yeah. don't do that. No, I think Canadians are very friendly. Um, I think that like they're very welcoming, but I do actually really appreciate. And this is something that I've been working on from like, you know, my American friends where it's like, I really appreciate like how much more direct Americans will be. And I think that that's something, you know, I'm, I think it's important to be nice to people. I definitely think that, but I feel like for me also, I've become a lot, just like a lot more direct, especially when it comes to work related things in how I deal with people, because I realize that like, you know, in a lot of situations, it's like, people don't want to hear all the all these like nice things where it's just, you know, I have a way sometimes of, um, you know, maybe not wanting to hurt someone's feelings where it's like, sometimes you just need to say it. And sometimes you really just, and sometimes actually people, you know, a lot of times people respect that more. And, you know, I think that there was definitely situations early on in my career. Like when I first moved to New York, which was 11 years ago and whoa that's crazy yeah been years I'm like holy shit <laughs> yeah so I mean I think there's a lot of things like I was way nicer when I first moved here yeah and I think there's a lot of things now where I'm just like okay like just get to the point like just like you know say what you mean and don't dance around or like don't try and like find the most diplomatic way to say this like you know, and I think that that's something now that I really realize when I go back to Canada and I'm like, just like having conversations with people and I'm like, just get, just to the say point. it, just yeah. say, just say, ask yeah. for what you want. And like, 
as long as it's not a crazy thing, like, why should anyone be upset about it? Yeah. No, I think for women in general, and we were talking about this a little bit, like, advocating for yourself can feel difficult. I I always find it easier to advocate for other people. Like Mm -hmm. I don't feel any sense of guilt and I don't feel like I have to be as thoughtful Mm -hmm. with my words. But when it comes to me, I, I feel comfortable standing up for myself, but also like I still feel like this weird sense of like, but I need to be nice about it. Mm -hmm. And like, I want to make sure I'm not hurting anyone's feelings, but it's like, I have to take a step back and realize, okay, what am I asking for? Am I being unreasonable? Like, why do I need to coddle this person with the delivery of my message if what I'm asking for is a very normal fucking thing? Yeah. And it's like, I end up gaslighting myself a little bit. And then I'm like, yeah. wait, and I have to like knock, like be like, no, 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 no. Like you're not being, you're not being demanding. You're not being rude. Like you are literally mm-hmm. just asking for normal things, especially in a work scenario. But for the most part, it's never been received in a negative way also. So I'm like, okay, consistently most people are okay with it. And so if there is someone who responds in a way that it's like, makes me feel like, Oh, you were fucked up. I'm like, I feel like that's more telling of that person versus me, if that makes sense. But it's, it's hard to get your head to that place consistently. Yeah. Well, and also sometimes too, I think if you're, if you're, you know, I, whenever, you know, if, if I have to say something important to someone or, you know, say I'm writing a client an email or, you know, say something bad happened or some kind of situation with she a happens. friend, yeah. anything. And it's like when I'm communicating how I'm feeling or when I'm communicating what I need to communicate, I always like go back and edit it and like cut as much stuff out yes. as I can. And, you know, I'll reread it multiple times and be like, okay, cut this sentence, cut this sentence, cut half of this. Like, cause it's like, for me, I realize that like the more that you say, the more that your point gets lost. And it's like, you know, you might be thinking that you're just like cushioning it so that it's not going to come across as harsh, but it's like the more cushion there, the less that they're hearing your actual message. Yes. And that's, I feel like when it comes to work, I'm able to just be very short to the point, but that's still something that I feel like I work on with like friendships and like personal relationships where I'm Mm -hmm. like, I never want to make anyone feel bad. Right. And it's just this looming set, but I'm like, why would I think that? What have I ever done? Do you know what I mean? That would make that person think that I'm trying to make them feel bad, but it's like, just this constant, but like you said, I'm like, I'll write something out and then I'll like change the word that I use. And I'm like, what is this yeah. in for this? You're because overthinking. This, this word feels too aggressive. And I think yeah. that's another thing that every woman is conditioned to probably feel that way. I don't want to speak for everyone, but I'm like, I, when you're being assertive, it's mm-hmm. like, oh no, this is bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have to like tell myself, I'm like, this is just the fucking word that I want to use. And this is the word that expresses what I am trying to express. And I don't mean it pejoratively. I don't mean it in a negative way. It's just, this is the word that makes fucking sense. And like, if it's taken in a negative way, I can't control that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think, I mean, I think that it's really important like to just like, to be able, especially, I don't know, especially with friends, like, I think it is really important to be able to be direct. And it's like, if they know you, they know how you mean it. They know, you know, it's like, they know that you are coming to them with love. And I think that it's one of those things that I still have to work on because there's been situations still where it's like, my friends will be like, okay, stop trying to be diplomatic and just like, tell us how you feel about this situation or you know sometimes someone knows that they've done something wrong and 
you know, if you can, if I can, will be direct about how I feel, they will understand and apologize. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, there's this big fear around it for me. And I'm like, but Mm -hmm. I would say nine times out of 10, it's always understood and well-received and like a resolution is like, you know what I mean? I'm like, all of the stress leading up to it, I'm like, why do I do this to myself? Like, why do I need to overthink? I think that's the other thing. I really try to be thoughtful and Mm -hmm. it's to my own like I'm not helping myself in this thoughtfulness because I feel like I'm overly analytical mm-hmm. about my like some fucking just like one sentence I'm like ooh but like is this sentence yeah you know what I mean like yeah. am I being too uh maybe I should put a smiley face emoji <laughs> and an exclamation an mark. exclamation <laughs> literally an exclamation every email yeah. I've ever sent has at least one exclamation point like, yeah either at the beginning the high I go so back and, so. and edit so I only have one I'm like you're only allowed one oh. in the whole email because <laughs> I'll go back and I'm like why are there three that I seem crazy yeah so I'm like no no there can only be one it needs to be either after the how are you or talk soon but yeah. it can't be the how are you and the talk soon yeah yeah. Every, every producer I know is like exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation, smiley face, yeah. like XO. I'm like, whoa, okay. Like you're really excited about this shoot. <laughs> I'm like, th- that's how I would receive it. But I'm like, to other, I'm like, no, I can't be having my email full of fucking smiley faces and exclamation yeah. points. Like what am I actually saying? No, but to me, t- to me, it doesn't, it, to me, I feel that's part of me being part of me being more direct and being more assertive is like less of these like niceties of like, Ooh, like, let me just make it seem nicer by doing it like this. Like, and I think that, you know, that's something that was so hard for me professionally that it, I really needed, like I hired a manager who was a friend, like I was just telling you about. And I really, his, (laughs) the number one thing that I really needed from him was just to like be the bad guy because I was having such a hard time doing that. And especially if it was, especially, you know, it's like, you also don't really want to have necessarily those conversations with clients. It's like, it's important to have someone represent you sometimes in those instances. And you know, that this was years ago and he managed me for a while. He managed me for years. He did a great job. He was like, he was like a big brother to me and he really looked out for me. Um, but I learned a lot also from just like the way that he communicated with people where, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't afraid to ask for certain things. He was always very respectful and everybody really liked working with him. Like he just was, you know, he was great. His name is Phil. (laughs) I called him young money, young money, billionaire. Um, but yeah, no, Phil's great. Um, I still, to this day, some sometimes in situations, we'll, we'll, I'll be like, what would Phil do? <laughs> Listen, it sounds like Phil did his fucking job correctly yeah. and got it done in a way that yeah. was like efficient, but respectful. And I feel like that is how I operated when I was like working in a more office setting. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like the creative world is... People are professional, but like in a slightly different way. Yeah. And like the way that we socialize with each other, I feel like also kind of affects that dynamic, which is why I'm like, yeah, it's probably helpful to have like kind of like a third party liaison between you two, but I'm such a control freak that I... You're like, I need to see every email, every conversation. (laughs) It needs to be me. I'm so crazy. I'm like, I just... But also I feel like it's one of those things where I'm like, I feel like I understand what the, like how it is helpful. Like I definitely feel like having that person there is amazing, but I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I feel like I'm able to develop stronger connections with a Mm -hmm. brand through this dialogue. Yeah. 
I think it's it it changes in different exactly. circumstances. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like there will probably be a time where I'm like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. Like I need yeah. someone else. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think it's also a matter of finding the right person because when you're working with someone, it needs to be the fucking right person. Like yeah, that absolutely. closely, someone who is representing you and like everything that you've built for yourself, like mm-hmm. it's fucking important. Like yeah. you don't want just some random fucking person doing that. Absolutely not. No, no, not I'm, Bill. I'm definitely a bit of a control freak with that as well. And like everyone that I've worked with like you know my agent now is great um my agent Benji he's awesome and him and I have worked together for a few years now but you know I think what is what is great with our relationship is um you know we're very communicative with everything and I feel like he's always on top of things and you know he's never kind of keeping me out of the loop on things um which you know it's like transparency yeah Yeah. and it's like of course when you've spent years building something it's like that's what you need from someone um and i think that there's so many people that i know that aren't really happy with their agents or their agencies and you know i always tell people you know i'll tell people when they're asking about different agencies or whatever it's like i'll always tell people that it's really important that like you have a connection with the agent that you're working with, like more important than the agency that you're at. Like, is this person really out here, like trying to get work for you? Is this person really out here, like looking out for your best interest? Um, And I think that a lot of people kind of get like, you know, it's like, people get misled by the idea agency name right like the promise of like oh you know these other people are at this agency and look how they're doing they're doing really well um but that doesn't necessarily mean anything because i do think also there's you know an agent a lot of agencies like they don't necessarily lose anything by not they're you know if they have an artist or if it's a model or whoever it's like if they have someone who's not working it's like, you know, they have in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. yeah. Like that's not their only revenue source. So they're just right. like, whatever, like it's pushed to the side type of thing. And I feel like that is one of the biggest deterrents for me is, is that because I'm like, mm-hmm. and I understand it though. I'm like, yeah. from like a business perspective, I'm like, yeah, why the fuck would you care about every single person? But then also like, why did, why are you selling me a lie? Right. Why did you butter me up? And you know what yeah, I mean? Like, and, yeah. and lead me to believe that it was going to be one thing when it's very much not, but I'm like, I guess, yeah, I mean, they're but just also, trying to get their bag. Yeah. But then also it's like, I think it's like, if you, I think it's like kind of a red flag. If you see someone signing like too many people where it's kind of like, okay, well, they're casting a really wide net, but they don't have enough agents to actually yes. manage this many yeah. people. And so, you know, not everyone is going to get the detention that they deserve. And the, the development mm-hmm. process is really important with an agent. And like, you know, an agent kind of the having that conversation of like what you would really like to be doing. And like, you know, I've given this advice to, um, I've worked with like a lot of really young models and I've given them the same advice where I think it's, you know, it's important to, this person is working for you and it's important to have conversations with them of like, this is what I want to be doing. Like, oh, like I would love to go to New York and meet with other agencies there if that's something that you really want to do. Or I would love to be doing more work in these categories. Like, I think that that's something that you should be able to communicate. And it, you know, there's so many instances where people, goes back to people being direct. (laughs) Yeah. And I think honestly, like it's, if the person who is, you know, managing you or your agent or whatever 
is not facilitating an environment where you feel comfortable asking for something. There's cat hair in my mouth right now. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> is going on. Um, but they're not facilitating like an environment for that. I think that's also very much like indicative of like mm-hmm. what this person, how they view you and what they expect the relationship to be. Like you should feel somewhat, even if it's awkward, you maybe aren't someone who feels comfortable asking for things. Like if it's so much so that you're like, I really don't feel comfortable doing it. It's like, mm-hmm. this is not the right person for you. Like yeah. they should make you to a certain degree, feel comfortable. Yeah. And then, you know, then it's on you. It's your responsibility to then Mm -hmm. ask for it. But like, if you don't feel comfortable, then it's like, no, this isn't the right fit. And it's one of those things too, where it's like when those, when you kind of have to have those conversations and those feel like they're looming conversations, it's like, you also have to understand that that really takes like a physical toll on you. Like there's, I can think of so many instances where, you know, after I've had, after I've been assertive, after I've said what I need, after I've spoken my piece, the sense of like relief and the weight that feels like off of you at that time, like, you know, I think you really carry these things physically. And especially, you know, that's something, a conversation like that about it, about your career, it's like, that is something that's a really important thing. And, if you are not really being vocal about what you need, it's like, that's going to start to really weigh on you over time. And, you know, you might start to feel resentful towards them, towards yourself. Like, yeah, that's why listen, as uncomfortable (laughs) as it is for your own, like your mental health, but also like the relationships that you have, like it is so fucking important to just like be real and say what it is that you want and need. And like, I very much struggle. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I can advocate for fucking anyone, but when it comes to something that I want or need, it's so, Mm -hmm. I sit there and I'm like, but do I really need this? I feel like I'll be fine. I can, I could just suck it up. Like I'll just thug it out. Like it's not that big of a deal. And then like over time, it really does weigh on you. And you're like, oh fuck. Like, no, I really. And, and then at that point it's like, damn, I waited so long. And like, now it's fucking weird. So now I'm very much like, no, I need to say it immediately yeah like I obviously not if I'm like angry then maybe I need to take a take a walk yeah but you know but I I mean I think I think like um I mean I would say like a lot of women feel that way about even asking for help in general where you know it's like something that you something that a lot of men have no problem with nope nope and I'm just always like how what I would love that I would yeah. love that sense of entitlement to that, just be asking that confidence. For just ask for yeah. things like crazy things yeah oh my god yeah no there's just I but that's something when you when you really realize that and you can kind of like tap into that where it's just like you know it's like I see so many people that are in certain roles or doing certain things that like they're not qualified for but they're just so confident that it's like you everyone believes that they belong in that role and you know that's something that like I feel like when women really start to tap into that confidence they are going to be taking a lot of these jobs away from men because it's like you know you realize how much of this it's like how much of this is just built on this like this image of confidence and like, it's one of those things that I'm like, I will always say to everyone else and that I don't implement it myself, which is like, just ask for what you want. What's the worst that's going to happen? They yeah. say, no, oh fucking no. That's not the worst thing that could happen. But like, Kirsty always says that. Does she? <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, that's fucking wise words though. Like yeah. it's, it's so true though. And I feel like 
in a weird way, I was more comfortable doing that when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm, I would imagine that like over time, like I'm older, like I would feel even more comfortable, but I feel like there is something now where I'm like, Oh, but like, I'm considering like, I don't know what this person is dealing with or like, I don't know. Like, and I mean, you also have more to lose now. It's like when you're younger, it's like, you you know, it's like you have nothing is literally consistent. All you care about is high school. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like your friend, friends will come and go or life happens. And it's like, none of that really matters. It's like when you're older, I think sometimes it's like, you're just, you know, you're a little bit more sensitive to everything and you're like okay well also you know like you were saying too it's like when you've worked so hard to build a certain image for yourself as well it's like you you always are trying to kind of be careful with how you're representing yourself in the world and with conversations with friends or people that you work with my favorite thing to do is just like I start talking like I'm a fucking cop not in the way that I'm like like but like it's just like very formal and very scary and like every time I do it like I was telling my friend the other day like she did something annoying. And the way that I had like expressed it to her was literally just like, based on this recent occurrence, I feel as like legitimately that's what I'm like, what is wrong with me? Why am I doing this? Police interrogation. And I'm just like (laughs) saying things in weird. And I'm like, it's because I'm like, I want to get the point across in a non-emotional yeah, I, way. Like, I don't want to be angry, but then I'm also like, why am I scared of sharing emotion? But like, maybe that's also like a defense mechanism for you not like, you know, you can feel the emotion and it feels really strong. And so you don't want to let the emotion overflow. So the defense mechanism is like, I'm I'm going to talk like a robot. Yes, <laughs> le- legitimately. And like, I'm like, it all comes back to like, not wanting to ask for things and not wanting to feel like a burden. And I think that's yeah. something that like, I guess I'll never stop trying to like, uh, like unlearn. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's wh- when the fuck did I get back to this place? That's literally what I was saying the other day. I was like, I feel like I worked so hard to not feel that way. And then like the second you kind of feel like, Ooh, no, I'm good. It's like, no, no, no. I'm reverting back to that. And I'm like, yeah. no, I need to constantly tell myself that every yeah. fucking day. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like sometimes in those situations where you know, you're trying to express something that feels really difficult and emotional. It's like, like one kind of strategy that I have for that will, you know, it's like, I'll slow down, really slow down what I'm saying, but then also just like take lots of pauses so that like, you know, because I think that I also will have a tendency to kind of like want to fill that awkward space with you know, if I'm trying to communicate something and I think it's important also, you know, you can, it's important also to kind of step back sometimes and see what the other person has to say about yeah. that. Cause they might fill in the blanks that you haven't said yet, or, you know, they might already understand where you're coming from. And I feel like there's been certain times that I've had to have really difficult professional conversations with people and, it's always made me really nervous to do that. Um, and that's just like a, a strategy that I've had to use where I'm like, okay, like I've, I'll maybe I'll write down what I have to say, but like, I'll just say it really slowly and not, not allow myself to like have to fill those awkward pauses in the conversation. It's like, you know, it's like, I don't want the emotions to come out. No, it's true. And I'm like, I feel like the thing that I like try to remind myself of of when I'm having a more difficult conversation, especially like in a professional capacity is like, 
I, I know what my intention is mm-hmm. and I know what the message that I'm trying to relay and the reason for it. And it, it's, it, there's a, there is a reason for it and which is why I'm doing it. And if it's not received in that way, this person is just taking things personally and it's not fucking personal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And At like, the end of the day, you can't help if someone takes something personally. And I'm like, I'm, you know, all I'm trying to do is communicate to you what is happening, what needs to be done, X, Y, and Z. And then it's, it's not my burden mm-hmm. at that point. And I think just reminding myself, like, these are what I, like, these are my responsibilities. This is mm-hmm. what I could be conscious of and mindful of. Everything else at that point is on this other individual. And I can't do anything about that. No mm-hmm. amount of like nice, fluffy words, emojis, smiley faces is going to change that. If that's how they feel, then that's just, yeah. you know what I mean? And I think I can separate my personal feelings from work, Yeah, but I don't know that everyone, it's, it's just not everyone can do that. And I'm no. like, but that's not my responsibility. And it mm-hmm. sounds so harsh even saying it now, I'm like, it's not my fucking responsibility, but it's really just not. Yeah. I mean, also it's, it's like, you know, it's like you have to, you have to be assertive in situations. You have to, you have to stand up for yourself mm-hmm. in situations. You know, it's like when you are working for yourself, when you are freelance, like I think there's so many instances where, you know, you you can't like let someone kind of like walk over you in a situation. And so sometimes I'll find myself like maybe over defensive or protective in a a situation. If I feel like someone might be trying to take advantage, I'll feel like, you know, it's like, I feel threatened. Yeah. It's like, I've, I'm just because I'm nice doesn't mean you can take advantage. Exactly. And I feel like more people should be talking about this just because someone is fucking nice does not mean that they, we are choosing to be kind. We are choosing to be yeah. nice, but we could also choose to be cunty. And I know that I have, and I will. And just also because just because someone is nice does not mean they're dumb either. Oh, that's the like, it's like, I feel like so many times where it's kind of, I kind of like it where it's like, I kind of like that people will underestimate. underestimate. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, I kind of love that sometimes because then it's like, you can, you'll just literally run circles around them or like just actually see right through them in Mm -hmm. a situation. People love Uh, to conflate kindness and stupidity. And I'm like, there is simply no correlation whatsoever. Like you could be a huge cunt and be very dumb. And those, you know what I mean? Like there's no connection between the two. It's just like, it varies from person to person. Everyone is just who the fuck they are. There is no Mm -hmm. like blanket, like, Oh, if you're nice, then you must be dumb. You know what I mean? And I think especially again with women, we just, I think tend to be kinder and more compassionate towards people, especially when we're interacting with them. Like Mm -hmm. it comes through a lot more naturally. And I do find so many times and the hijab does not help the situation. People just really think I'm like some dumb, really like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, naive, naive. And like, also just like docile, like yeah. there. And then they're always like, they hear me talking. They're like, Oh my God, I didn't expect that. I'm like, well, what, why did you expect something else? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, based off of what, that I'm, you know, five, three. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are you basing this off of? Because I can definitely not be nice. And yeah. And I don't want it. That's the thing. I never will choose to be unkind. I will always try to kindness is the first 
first move I'm going to make. But like, yeah. sometimes you're in a position, you're backed in, you're like, oh, now I really have to like explain to this person what the fuck is up. Yeah. And I don't want to have to do that, but I will. Sometimes you have to get a little bit aggressive. <sighs> I want to see you be aggressive so bad. Do you understand? I'm like, I'm going to stage a conflict just to see Hannah. <laughs> just to see me snap. <laughs> just to see you snap. Cause I feel like it would be so good. Cause you're very articulate and just very thoughtful with your words. So I'm like, I do kind of want to see, I'm not going to lie. If you're ever fighting someone, can you just like call me really quick? I might start crying. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Cry later. Um, no, I think that like, I don't know. I was just reading, um, I'm reading the 48 laws of power and I was just reading, they were talking about this one in this one chapter, they're talking about, uh, aggressive leaders and just like historically, like all these leaders who have been like super aggressive, like whether that's like, you know, they come in and they just kill a bunch of people or, you know, that's obviously, don't do that. Yeah. Like it's like, but just talking about being aggressive as a leader in general. And, um, when you, are working your way up and your strategy is to be aggressive you are making a lot of enemies Mm -hmm. as you go and so it's like yeah you might get your way to the top but you have a lot of people underneath you that really don't like you and they're probably going to come together and find a way to take you down from the top and you know it's I think that there's something you know there's something to say about the way that you get underestimated for being really nice and a lot of very successful leaders have kind of come up with that and you know obviously being assertive but like not being aggressive being very gentle or like you know being very kind and I think that that's something that um you know obviously there's obviously there's some strategy to that if you're you know, if you're a leader. Um, but I think that just the idea that you have to be aggressive in order for people to respect you, I think that that's, you know, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to be successful with that. No. And I think that's something, cause like my mom was a school principal for most of my life. So mm-hmm. I was a student in her school and I would watch the way she interacted with her employees and they would be doing all types of fucked up shit. And she was so nice to them. And I would be so mad. I'm like, mom, why are you not firing this person? Why are you not? And like, now I'm like, oh, I understand there is like strategy and it probably does create more work for her and more stress for her. But like, ultimately what ends up happening is she, people are not afraid of her, but Mm -hmm. also like, I feel like over time they will be like, damn, she's so fucking nice. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to create a problem for this person who's been so kind to me and it's Mm -hmm. but it's hard it's fucking really hard to do and I'm like now I'm like okay this explains why my mom is successful in what Mm -hmm. she does but like it's not an easy thing to to find that balance between like you know being assertive and you know saying what you need from people and delegating work but then also being kind and being someone that people feel safe around and Mm -hmm. don't feel the need to want to like sabotage, you know what I mean? And it's, it's not like an easy thing. And I feel like I definitely, that's, that's why I like to do things by myself. Cause I'm yeah. like, I know how I like things to be done. Yeah. And my patience for people fucking up is very, I re it's very exhausting for me to like allow people to fuck up because I'm like, yeah. let me just do this myself. Like, yeah. let me just fucking get this done because I don't want to deal with this, but I'm like, I don't think that's the way. <laughs> well, I think, I feel like I have been really lucky and I mean in the past where it's like I do feel like 
I have always had really strong people around me and I've always had like very protective friends and like, you know, people that have worked with me that, um, where, you know, they'll kind of, they'll kind of get aggressive in situations where I'm not being aggressive enough and they'll see it and they'll be like, Oh no, like this is how, this is how we're moving. Like this is, this is what you're getting. This is what you need. You're not letting this person take advantage of this Mm -hmm. or, you know, just so many situations where I just feel like I have not been able to, I've not been able to like really communicate what I needed or like not really been able to like be as assertive as I needed to be. And I've always had a amazing, (laughs) amazing friend who's just been a tiger in the situation that has like, you know, and that's not to say that like, that's, I don't, I don't want to have to have like my friend. Yeah. You're not solely (laughs) relying on that, but it helps. It's nice. I I feel like I, I feel like I definitely attract that energy. Like I feel like I've definitely attracted a lot of people that feel like protective in situations like that, which I appreciate. No. And it's like, even if that person isn't going to then go like speak on your behalf, like it kind of empowers you to feel like no wait, you're right. That is yeah. fucked up. And I should say something because exactly. I feel like that's the thing where you start to like doubt, like, am I overreacting? Am I being irrational? Like, are mm-hmm. my expectations unreasonable? And you really start to like convince yourself in a way, like maybe I, maybe this isn't something I need to say, but it's like yeah. having someone on your team who's like, no, 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 that's fucked up. It's like, yeah. you kind of sometimes do need that little push to remind yourself yeah, you're right. Like this, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, I think natural to like kind of take a step back and reflect, you know, and, and be self-aware and be like, wait, let me, am I doing, am I contributing to the situation in any way that's making it what it is? Or, you know what I mean? Like just yeah. really, it's important to reflect. And I think having someone to like a soundboard and they'll, they're like, no, no, no. Like you should go fuck this person up. No, totally. <laughs> no, I feel like I feel like most of my, I feel like most of my friends are a lot more, they're a lot more aggressive than I am. I could think of a few of them. I could think of a I few. Think of one or but, two. but aggressive in a fun way. Yeah. In, like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I'm like, when I think of I, like. I appreciate that energy though. Cause it's like, you know, there, like you said, like there's so many times where I'm not sure if I need to be more assertive in yeah. a situation or like, you know, what, where that line is and having, you know, having an opinion, maybe if it's a completely extreme opposite of mine even, but it's still like, no, like you have to fight for what you deserve and you have to make sure that you're getting certain things. You're being treated a certain way. And like, you know, the way that you, I think that you also have to take, everyone has to take responsibility where it's kind of like, you know, it's like, I'm not just going to say, oh, this person walked all over me. It's like, I let... Allowed them. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I allowed those situations. It's like, I can't, you can't blame people for doing that when you're allowing them to do that or when you're not being as upfront with them or, you know, you're not being as expressive with them as you need to be about what you need. And so it's like, you know, there's been so many situations that I look back on now and I'm like, okay, like I allowed that situation to get to that point. But then also in those situations, sometimes it's like it becomes harder to be assertive as you've kind of let it go on for a long time. Like, you know, maybe you have maybe you have someone that you've been friends with for years um, 
and you've had that dynamic. And, you know, I think that it's like something since I've moved to New York, I feel like I've experienced a lot of growth personally. Yeah. And I feel like I've just, I don't know. I feel like I've changed a lot personally. And I think that some of my friendships kind of shifted in Mm -hmm. that time. Um, and I think that, you know, it's obviously that's natural that happens. Absolutely. That happens. But then I also feel like there's been times in the past where, I've kind of started speaking up for myself and it started to make people feel uncomfortable because they're not conditioned to, they're not used to it. So they're like, you're behaving out of character. You're not fitting into the box that I've created for you in my mind. Right. Or some, and then I think sometimes too, it's like people, you know, you, you'll realize that certain people, they want someone that they can manipulate and they want someone that like, you know, maybe that they can have that dynamic with. And if you're not allowing that, then, you know, it's like, you're not going to be able to still be friends with them, which is like, honestly, unfortunate. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but it's also like, you know what? I wish I would have realized this sooner, but at least I'm realizing this now. And yeah. I will move appropriately because no, I think for any relationship, like the foundation in those early stages is so crucial. And it's mm-hmm. like, when it comes to like boundaries, I feel like I can know someone for a day. And if they do something that I am not comfortable with, I don't care. I'm going to say yeah. something because I'm yeah. like, maybe this is someone that is going to be around and mm-hmm. maybe, you know what I mean? And I need them to know that, Hey, I'm not, I'm comfortable I'm not okay this. with this. Yeah. And like, or this is, I, I just, this is unacceptable or like, don't say this word because why would you fucking use that? Like things like that. I'm like, I will be so quick to say it. And it it does make people uncomfortable, but I feel like, again, it's people's reactions to things are very telling and it's easy to yeah. like let things slide, but like you really, not like in a crazy way, but like just observing how people interact and how they respond to things can help you kind of avoid future fucking problems for yourself. Exactly. Like just avoid people, avoid yeah. people that don't respect your boundaries Yeah, because it's one of those things where it's kind of like, okay, well if, if I'm expressing my boundaries and you're like kind of laughing it off or like turning around and doing the same thing repeatedly, then it's kind of like, okay, well now I'm allowing, yeah. now I'm allowing this dynamic. Yes. And, you know, I think, I do think also it's important. Like, I feel like I should say, like, um, I think it's also important to like give people a chance to kind of understand that. Like, I'm not going to like write someone off the first instance of, you know, I'm, I think that also there's a lot of times where it's not necessarily, you know, it's not like I shouldn't take certain things personally. There's a lot of times where someone just needs to actually understand. And it's like, that's where being direct and like communicating and all those things where, you know, it's like a lot of the situations that I feel like I, had to go through were also just a result of me not being able to properly express myself at that time. And so, you know, you can't, you really can't blame people for, for being who they are and you can't blame people for having that kind of relationship. Um, but obviously, you know, if you're expressing to someone that you're shifting or you're creating these boundaries now, then it's like, you know, if they're, wanting to move forward with you, then like they have to listen to that and they have to understand that um, and not 
be like shocked by it. Like that's just natural as we become older, we become more self-aware. Like, And also people change. And so if you want to have a lasting relationship, you need to expect that, Hey, maybe this person is no longer comfortable with this, or Hey, Mm -hmm. maybe this person now prefers this type of communication and that's what makes them feel safe or whatever it may be. Like, Mm -hmm. I really feel like it should not be that shocking. You know what I mean? And I, whenever someone is very shocked, I'm like, again, I'm like very telling because I'm not going to write you off for it, but obviously unless someone does something very fucking egregious, that's different. But like day to day, normal interactions, miscommunications, things like that. Yes. Like you said, like you then give that person an opportunity to understand from your perspective. And, and Mm -hmm. I think that's another part of it is when you are trying to communicate something and if it's just kind of not even being heard. Yeah. It's one of those things where you're like, what the fuck? Like I'm explaining, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's very frustrating, but obviously like, you know, it depends on the person. It depends. You, you know, people to a certain degree if they're, if they're close with you. So it's like, okay, is this person just like an asshole or is maybe something else going on? You know what I yeah, mean? Cause that's yeah. the other thing. Like you can try to talk to someone and you don't know, maybe they had a terrible fucking morning. Right. So they're not going to be able to hear you and maybe they're going to say some really crazy shit, but yeah, you know, it's like, okay, what are, does this person have a history of behaving this way? No. Is this out of character? Yeah. So like maybe let me take a beat and fucking talk to them another day and approach it. Also, you can, you can still come back in a different way. You know what I mean? Where you're still getting your point across, but maybe it's in person versus over the phone or via text or email or whatever it may be. Like everyone is always going through something. And I think it's just something that, yeah, as you get older, you're so aware of it. No. And I think, but I think it's really important to understand it and give people some of, you know, give also give people some grace and like, you know, it's like not, no relationship is going to be perfect. And I feel like I'm seeing this kind of like Gen Z trend of like, Oh, I have to protect my energy. And like, just like being very quick to like cut people off or like isolate themselves or like, you know, all under the guise of like, Oh, I'm protecting my energy or like, Oh, I just have anxiety or like all these things where it's kind of like, it's like, you know, it's great to be aware of those things, but also you know, relationships take work. And it's like, you know, to me, sometimes that comes across as an excuse where it's like, I just don't want to do the work. Yeah. You know, it's like, Oh, I'm protecting my energy because like, it's, it's actually, I realize that I actually have to be accountable. I feel <laughs> or like, like to me, you know? <laughs> what that says, if someone is like, Oh, I'm going to cut this person off for some very dumb, silly, arbitrary thing. It's like, you don't value this person. You don't respect this person. That's what it like. If you're not willing to put in the work, cause like you said, relationships every relationship is going to require work with Mm -hmm. my mom, my dad, my siblings, my friends. It doesn't fucking matter. Like it's both participants need to be working to create this relationship. And if one person is not putting anything in, it's like, Oh, you, you don't value this person. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay, then maybe we maybe go protect your energy because yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, if you're, if you don't respect me or my needs or my feelings or whatever, like, Mm -hmm that's okay. You don't have to, but no, I definitely think that 
Gen Z is really going a little crazy with the yeah I with mean, the cutting people. They're gonna off. yeah they're they're gonna get a little bit older and they'll be like, damn, I have no friends. <laughs> but then it's also like when I reflect on like my friendships that I had like in college that maybe I'm no longer friends with those people. I'm like, I really let that person do so many things before yeah. I said anything. And like yeah. again, I have no one to blame but myself to be honest with you because I'm like I should have set that precedent early on yeah or at any fucking point in those years and I literally said nothing and unfortunately like people do get used to things being a certain way and like you know if you're at eight years or something like it is difficult to be then like no actually I really hate this yeah because it's like what you've just been hating it for eight years like absolutely I think sometimes it's important to take a little bit of a step back, like where it's not like, okay, I'm cutting you off. I'm protecting my energy. But sometimes I feel like it is a little bit important where you have to take, you know, just take this small step back sometimes from the, from your relationships, because sometimes you do need to assess, like, is this person giving back the same that I'm putting into this, into this relationship? And, you know, I think sometimes when you step back and you, you know, sometimes when you step back from like being the person who's always doing things or like being, you know, being the person who's like very supportive or whatever, it's like sometimes when you take a step back, it's like people start to get annoyed at you or like mad at you because it's like they, they need this kind of like yeah. codependency. Yeah. And it's, that can be really unhealthy too, where it's like, you know, I think sometimes it's just, you know, it's important to assess like how, how you walk away from something and how that person makes you feel. Um, like Martine, um, she always says to me, she's like, she's like, it's really, she's like, she says it's really important for her to just like walk away after having a, after spending time with someone and being like, how does my energy feel right now? Yeah. Like if you leave, you know, some interaction and you feel like shit, it's something worth investigating further for sure. Because yeah, And not that every fucking time you hang out with your friends, it's going to be super fun. People go through shit. Sometimes it's like they're going through something hard and maybe they were crying the whole time, but it's like they were upset. They're allowed to be crying. Yeah, that's fine. But like if you feel bad about yourself or you start to doubt your abilities or something like that, it's Mm -hmm. it's you should reflect on that and feel like, oh, is this person draining me? And is it one sided? Yeah. Also that like. Cause I feel like I will have a tendency to want to give, just want to continuously yes, give. Yeah. And it's not even in a way of like, I want something from you. I just, why wouldn't I? Like if yeah. I can do this for you, why wouldn't I? And then it's I like, that's what friends do, right? Exactly. And then sometimes it's like the type of thing where I'm like, why did I say that I would do that? No one even asked me. Why did I just fucking yeah. volunteer yeah. this? Like I'm exhausted, but now I, yeah. I said that I would do it and no one asked me to. So now I feel like I actually really need to do it. But there have been times now as I'm getting older, where I'm like, I voluntarily offered this, but I'm going to rescind that offer because no one asked for it and I don't have the energy like, to do it. I was it. in a really generous mood yeah. and now I'm tired. Or like I over or I underestimated my yeah. obligations that week and yeah. it's it's hard to do but I think when people are receptive, I think that strengthens your relationship even further because you you have a more secure relationship because yeah. you're like, "Wow, I can offer to bake a cake and then back out and this person doesn't fucking hate me and is actually being really nice about it and I don't think they're mad at me and this is like wow like it strengthens that relationship but like even when things go wrong I really do feel like I end up learning so much more about myself and I'm better prepared for 
you know, future, like future scenarios that are going to inevitably Mm -hmm. appear, unfortunately, where I need to navigate them and they are a little trickier because yeah, like you, the older you get, the weirder your fucking problems are. That's the conclusion I've come to. They're just weirder. They're just fucking weird. I mean, I feel like I do feel like, um, I really do feel like COVID was such a, it kind of was such a good excuse to start saying no to things. Um, and to a point where I'm like, okay, like I use this as an excuse. I'm like, but now I actually need to implement saying no and not having an excuse just being, or like not necessarily having like some elaborate excuse. It could just be like, I'm sorry, I don't have the time for this or like, you know, and it's like, doesn't even have to be, I'm sorry. It's just like, I don't have the time for this. Uh, I saw a TikTok with an interview with Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. This is oh, wow. so fucking weird, but they they were like, you know, the best advice we ever received is no is a full sentence. Yes. And I was like, wow, why am I learning from a video, a TikTok video of Mary Kate and Ashley when they were 18 years old, but here I am learning from it because no is like sometimes you don't need to provide mm-hmm. a full explanation. Sometimes yeah obviously it's situational, right? Like, yeah. it's, you know what I mean? Like, don't but just say oftentimes no. Oftentimes it's like filling that awkward space yeah. of like, no. And then you're like, oh, I'm letting someone down. So like, I have to tell them why I can't do it or, or whatever it is. And no, I think that that's something as well, where it's really important to be able to do that. And I think for me, it's important to have friends where it's like, I am so okay with them canceling at the last minute. Like I'm so okay with things like not necessarily going to plan. It's like, oh, that's fine. Like we'll just, you know, I think that it's like, I have, I have a lot of that grace for other people. And so I think that, you know, if, if I need to say no in a situation now, it's like, I have friends around me that are okay with that. Yeah. And I have friends around me who are not going to like pressure me or make me feel guilty about it. Like, it's like, we're too, we're too grown to have people that make you feel guilty about things all the time. Anyone, you know, like (laughs) genuinely, I think that's one of my concerns. And when I overexplain myself, cause I'm like, if I say it like this, I don't want to make this person just feel guilty. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I'm like, Again, like you can't control how other people feel. No. And that's not my intention. But I recently actually had a conversation with my friend because I was like, maybe I'm wrong, but I think, does it really upset you when people change plans at the last minute? And she was like, it does. It really, she's like, I don't know why, for whatever reason, I'm very sensitive to this. And I'm like, that's something that I will be cognizant of, like moving forward. But at the same time, it is important to not do things that if, like, if it doesn't come to you naturally and you're forcing yourself, no, but I'm like, okay, like I feel comfortable now that I know that this person is hurt by this and it's something that they're aware of and it's something that they're working on. I am going to try to provide them with what they need, but not in a way that is like, I'm not doing a disservice to myself, right? but just knowing like, oh, this person does actually, it hurts them. And yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, that's, that's not something that I'm gonna be like, well, just fucking get over it. Like people yeah. are entitled to be sensitive about things, but it's also like, comes back to like communicating and like, mm-hmm. I was just like, Hey, like, does this bother you? Cause I feel like I've observed that it bothers you when other people do it. Yeah. But then you're also going to be, you're going to be just like a little bit more thoughtful yeah. in like, okay, if I make a plan with this person, I have to make sure it's like hundred percent where it's like, you know, maybe if you have a friend like that, it's like, okay, I'm not going to try and make a plan with them like during fashion week right? or like yes. stuff like that, where it's like, you know, and I've had that situation before with friends during fashion week where it's just like, 
oh, I'm like, oh, I'm caught up. I'm over here. I'm over here. I'm over here. And like, my friends will be getting so annoyed with me. And I'm like, I'm like, you don't understand. Sure all like, things are out of my control. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's definitely, I think having people around you who understand you know what your intentions are, but then also like, mm-hmm. it's definitely easier. I will say when that person is in a similar industry, cause right, they just fucking get it. But yeah, I mean, during fashion week, I don't talk to any of my family members. Like if yeah. maybe I respond to a singular text and like at this point um, they do get it. But at the beginning, my mom was like, I don't understand. What is it that you're doing? I'm like, mom, I have to like take a car back to Brooklyn and change my clothes. And somehow it's 5 PM and I need to get back to the city in somehow 30 minutes, which is never going to fucking happen. And I haven't eaten and I have not eaten. So I'm extremely hungry and I'm wearing six inch platform. So I'm not taking the train. And it's like, she's like, what the fuck are you saying to me right now? Yeah. But now they just get it. I'm like, it's fashion week. Yeah. Like, it, and I don't need to explain any further. No, trying to explain Fashion Week to someone that hasn't experienced it. Like, I remember, I remember like talking to my therapist about it, and she was just like, she was like, So do you like what you do? <laughs> like, she was so confused. She was like, It sounds like you don't enjoy this. Why are you doing it? And I'm like, No, it's not. Like, you just, you, you, you work have is to hard. Work, yeah. it, work is not always going to be fun. But also, it's like with all the, you know, with all that to say it's like there is something kind of fun about it with like the adrenaline and it's like the the go 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 and it's like yes you're totally exhausted afterwards but there's also this kind of like sense of like camaraderie where it's like we're all in this together so hungry and sleep deprived (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's like you know that's that's uh, that's just kind of how the industry is and it's like you know you don't obviously don't have to participate in everything which is something that like I'm a lot more just a lot more thoughtful about now where it's like I really will just take time and not try and go to every single thing that I get invited to and you know, not try and wear myself out, not try and go too hard the first two days. Yeah, because you will end up like burning out and most likely not have the energy to want to go to the thing that you actually really fucking wanted to go to. And now you're like, oh, my feet are so blistered that I actually cannot stand. Yes. And it's like, damn, why did I, why did I go to the blonde? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just like a random me just being triggered by my own behavior. On a random Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why (laughs) why did I do that? For what? No one asked. I didn't need to be at that. But it's it is something that I think comes with age is like you learn how to take care of yourself better. Totally. Because you're kind of responsible for it. Yeah. And you do get to decide oh, am I going to go to this? Or is it going to drain me to the point where I'm not going to be able to complete my tasks tomorrow and then it Mm -hmm. fucks me over for the rest of the week? That kind of thing, like you really have to get to the point where you're thinking about things in a more thorough way. And it's, you know, less fun in the moment, but eventually creates more fun. Yeah, no, and I feel the same with just like balancing like life and work where it's like, you know, I think that especially like we were talking about summer in New York, it's it there's always something happening and I think that for me it's like having you know having the pandemic and having this break it really forced me to I mean I forced me to kind of just be a lot more um just like a lot more kind of thoughtful in the way that I do things and just like really thinking about um, what can I, what can I balance here? What do I not need to do? You know, what am I taking on too much in this situation? And, you know, obviously it goes in waves as far as work. So I understand sometimes it's like, sometimes you really have to ride the wave and there's a lot of work. 
And, you know, sometimes it's like back to back to back and it's very exhausting, but I feel like, you know, a younger version of myself would be trying to do a bunch of other things on top of that where it's like, Oh, I like, you know, there was this, there was this week in 2019 (laughs) Summer I'm sorry of 2019. She was like, there was a week in 2019. The date was, yeah. It was a crazy week. I had I had a job every single day that week, and I took two red eyes. I was back and forth from New York to LA twice in that week. And um I, you know, there was a three-day shoot that I was doing for this client, and we had we had one day of shooting, and then we had one travel day. And then two days of shooting on the travel day, I stayed in LA, shot another shoot for another client and then took a red eye to make the next shoot. And for whatever reason (laughs) that week, I decided it was also going to be my DJ debut. Amazing. Perfect time. (laughs) So yeah. So I ended up like, I ended up DJing like the one night before I had to take like a a. 5am flight. And by the end of that week, like I was like, I was having ulcers from stress. Oh my God. I was like completely like I hadn't slept. Like I was like, I literally crashed for like three days after that week. And I was just like, it was like one of those situations where I was like, I really, you know, I, I have a tendency to like test my limitations sometimes. And I'm like, this is something that really you don't want to um you know I'm like I don't want to take on so much that it's going to compromise the work that I'm doing because it's still really important to me that I show up and do my job really well and I deliver and you know people are happy with that and you have to understand and you understand better obviously as you get older but it's like you kind of have to understand where where sometimes you're spreading yourself too thin and why that's going to how that's going to affect like the, you know, everything that you're doing where it's like, you know, I think it's like, if you want to do things to a level of excellence, it's like, you really have to take care of yourself. You know, it's like, look at athletes, like look at how they treat their job and like, look at how they treat their body and how they kind of like take care of themselves to a degree where it's like, so they can perform at this level. And it's like, we all have to, I mean, most of us. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that get away with not doing with it. doing nothing. And I really am like, I'm there's a part of me that's like, damn, that must be nice. But I'm also like, I don't want that. No, you want to be respected. Yes. You want people to say, wow, she's yeah. really great yes. at what she does. Yeah. You know, you want people to, you want people to see you as a professional. Yeah. And I feel like that's also super important as a woman A hundred. where it's like, we have to prove ourselves and you know, it's like, we have to kind of like almost do more in a lot of situations. Absolutely. And it's also like, I think that's why to me, like what you just described, I'm like, I've definitely done weird shit like that where I overbook myself in a way where I'm like, no, yeah, I can do all this. And it's, and then I reach my limit and I feel burnt out. And I'm like, yeah, I need to constantly remind myself, like, just because I feel like, Oh, I could does not mean I should do that because, you know, look at, look at the big picture. It's like, when are you sleeping? When are you eating? Yeah. When are you watching TV or doing just doing fucking nothing? Cause you yeah. need to like allow yourself time to rest in yeah. order to accomplish work in a way that you feel like is up to your own standards for yourself. Mm-hmm. But I think 
it's very easy to just keep wanting to push yourself because you're like, no, 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 I can do more. No, 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 mm-hmm. I can handle this. I've done crazy. Like, and especially like as you, you know, over time you get older, you have more responsibilities, more yeah. other, like it's just being conscious of how can I produce work that I'm happy with if I am like spreading myself this thin? Right. Realistically, it's like, do I, I want to do a lot yeah. of things at a certain level or do I want to do just a few select yeah. things at a really high level? Yes. Yeah. No, it's like quantity over quality and it's, yeah, no, you, I would rather have like quality of life, quality of work than just like mm-hmm. a lot of nonsense but it is like we were saying summer in new york is so tempting yeah even right now the weather is beautiful i'm looking at the the sun shining and the wind blowing through the fucking trees and i'm like i would like to go be outside right now but yeah like, you know what i mean it's i'm like no no like, honestly i feel so triggered by good weather it's like <laughs> i'll i hate when i have to work and it's like nice out and i'm just like feeling like so antsy i'll be yeah. at my computer like I'll be at my computer, like making selects or something. And I'm just like, I'm like seeing all my friends outside on patios. That's why do <laughs> not disturb rooftops. is my favorite setting. Cause sometimes when my phone is on do not disturb, I forget that my phone is there nice. cause it's not going yeah. off. And if I'm working, I'm good tactic. I forget. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes people think I'm dead, but I'm alive and I'm well, and I'm just trying yeah. to focus and I have ADD and no amount of medication will help me. Yeah. But like I put my phone on do not disturb and I literally, literally will put my noise canceling headphones on with no sound, just yeah. literally canceling noise and try to get what I want to get done out of the way. So then I can actually enjoy myself. Cause that's the other thing. I'm like, I, if I am spreading myself thin, I'm not actually enjoying anything. Yeah. And I want to be able to enjoy it. Cause I'm like, work is hard and should be, but also like you should still be able to feel good about it and not yeah. walk away from it feeling like you have nothing. Yeah. Like that's not, don't do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like you need, you need to enjoy your yeah. life as well. Yeah. It's like, you're not just working to work. You're yeah. working so that you can enjoy your yeah. life. And it's, it, you were saying earlier, like it ebbs and flows. There are sometimes where I'm like super busy mm-hmm. and I really have to like consciously manage my time and be thoughtful with any commitments that I'm making to go grab dinner. And I'm like, mm-hmm. It's just one of those things that y- you really have to think about. And then also like when you have a lot of downtime, it's like, you know, enjoy that. Yeah. But then also I think it's important to, in that downtime to like really take care of yourself yes. and like, you know, cause it's like, I think that sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll have this mentality of like, oh, well, you know, I didn't even, I didn't even have a shoot today. Like, why do I, why do I deserve like this special treatment or something where it's oh, like, yeah. the, that it's like, oh, well you have to work in order to deserve self-care. And it's like, you no, know, the work is going to come in waves. And in the, when you're in like the Valley, that is when you have that time to take care of yourself. And so it's, really important in that time like you were preaching to the fucking <laughs> choir because do you know how much like research i've actually done on this because i'm like yeah. what's wrong with me because i will do this thing where i'm like i'll wake up i'll make a coffee i'll be working on my laptop i will be hungry but i'm like i'll eat when i'm done with this and i'm like what am, am i rewarding myself with a with food fuel yeah. for my body like what am yeah. i actually doing and i'm like i was reading all these articles online about like oh maybe that may it's because your parents made you feel like their love was conditional and you need to earn love i'm like that's not fucking true what is causing me yeah. to behave this way i'm like no 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 i felt unconditionally loved i like that's not the root of it and i'm like it is this weird self-imposed kind of expectation that i've set for myself that yeah. is just like 
an expectation that's not for a human you being. You have to be productive. Yeah, like that's, yeah. that's no human being can be productive without eating food. Right. So what, food is not a reward. It's just literally just a meal to yeah. fuel my brain and help me function. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, but I, I do catch myself doing Same with shit. sleep. Yeah. Sleep is not a reward. No, sleep, sleep is something you need. <laughs> yes, and also like if I need a massage, I will say I'm like, it's not a luxury. Like I actually physically, yeah. medically feel like insurance should cover it because I'm like, I am, my back hurts. I'm old yeah. and I'm tired and yeah. I'm, I don't even need an excuse. Maybe I just fucking want a massage. Maybe I want time to relax. And that's also very okay. And mm-hmm. yeah, like treat, treating myself in a way that like I would treat someone else very much something that I'm constantly just like, if I was talking to someone I really cared about, what would I tell them to do? Yeah. And I would tell them, no, you deserve to take a break and relax and enjoy yourself. And I'm like, okay, I need to implement that in my own I need life. to talk to myself yes. like I talk to someone else. Yes. I need to treat myself like I would treat like my best friend. Yeah. Honestly, Hannah, this is, I was just like, holy shit, we did go over the time, but I'm like, I, this is Great. such a really important reminder for me yeah. and for everyone. And thank you so much for fucking taking the time to drop all these gems because I'm like, wow, I feel like invigorated. Like, I feel like I yeah. want to go confront someone in the street. No, I'm just joking. I don't want to do that. I'll, I'll have, uh, I'll, I'll get you to confront someone for me. <laughs> I'm like, I right now I'm riled up. I'm like, I'm ready to advocate. Let's fucking go. But Thank you so much for coming on. This was lovely. Um, Where can people see your work? Hannah's a very talented fucking photographer, like genuinely, not just because she's my friend. Like, okay, but yeah, plug your things. (laughs) Um, So you can follow me on Instagram or uh, you can also check out my website, which is just my name, Hannah, with an H at the end. Uh, hannahsider.com and uh, my Instagram handle is my name as well um, which I feel really lucky to have like my yes. name, first yes. and last name for my Instagram handle. Yes. It's that's great. how I know you've had your Instagram account for a very yeah. long time. I'm like, yeah. that's her full name. That definitely. That's, that's her government. <laughs> yeah. There is another Hannah Sider somewhere who's fucking mad. Yeah. But that's not her responsibility. No, she probably doesn't even spell it with an H at the end. Exactly. Sorry that you don't know how to spell, but <laughs> as always guys, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Arab American Psycho, where you will see a lovely photo of Hannah and um, I'll have all of her social media in the episode description you can follow me on instagram where i'm probably i don't know confronting someone maybe maybe i'll, I'll film it maybe being direct I, maybe i vlog <laughs> myself fucking being direct and as always guys don't forget to wear your sunscreen floss your teeth don't be a fucking asshole and i'll talk to you next sunday